Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What a fucking team tune, lads. Thanks to the boys. Thanks to uh, Conor Dalton, Ghetto and Moretto there for the team tune, as always. Love to give lads a shout-out. And welcome to this week's Snugcast here from Grady's Yard. I'm your host, DJ Walsh. Joins ever co-host, Owen Tab, sitting diagonally away from me there in the corner of the table. How are you getting on? Choo-choo. Welcome aboard the Snugcast train. I'm your captain tonight, Oh, <laughs> 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 I, just I know we don't prepare much, but he's not prepared for that. Uh, we're here in Grady's Yard, the home of Yellow Belly Beer, and not. Oh, actually, no, Smurf is drinking Yellow Belly tonight. So, joined tonight by uh, Sean Murphy, Thursday, Thursday show, uh, also curator of the Rogue uh, Art Galleries. I've too, too, too many things going on. I just so he, he's Thursday, Thursday show, the comedy club at the Rogue um, Art Gallery and Studios. Uh, which I partook in there last month, uh, most horrifying experience in my life. And also tonight, we're joined by Ollie Sharp, who has no specific talents or skills. <laughs> Ollie, welcome back on the Snowcast. It's been a while, man. It's good to be here. It's been almost six months. No, it's been about three. We have, we've only been going six months. <laughs> yeah, it's been about three, three months. Anyway, uh, listen, lads, we're here. Uh, delighted to be joined tonight by the lads thanks a minute for coming along uh, we're, we're actually a couple of points in not just a one point in now uh, because we're watching Man United in Barcelona so we, we, we were actually joking myself and Smurf there before we came on air about uh, the fact that he only ever seems to come on in big European Champions League nights yeah. so like you know a man for the big occasion as ever <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take a little sip in of my drink and uh, but uh, the, last, the last time we were doing it we were down in Tully's and it was Liverpool, the only Barclay, and it was the Forest Lake, whatnot. Yeah. And like, I still, I think it's still funny listening to it because you can literally hear it as stage, and they're going, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And we're all just leaning out, watching yeah. it. <laughs> I love that. There's like a silence at one point, and all you get is, he's on it. You're just about to speak, so it's almost like you have your own team tune, which is the Champions League team music. <laughs> the Champions League. Well, my thanks, Murph. <laughs> I think, I think if I had a team 
more like something like Fugazi or something kind of weird, uh, yeah, like crunchy, some, some, rocky funky, or something. Yeah. Yeah. something, something abnormal anyway. Yeah, that's complex. Like yourself. I've been called worse this week. Yeah. So. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Um, so first of all, oh, I'm going to come at you first. Uh, you don't know, do you? No, I do. It's like last week all over again, two weeks ago all over again. Uh, Owen, here at Grady's Yard, what are you drinking tonight? I don't know. No, uh, I'm on O Brother, O yep. Brother Brewing Company, and it's our Elements drink, and it's a 4% or sour voicey. It's fucking delicious. That's so. Yeah, actually, I accidentally was drinking it there. <laughs> I was accidentally drinking it. We have some pallets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Actually, because I, I took a soap and I was like, that's a lot sourer than I remember it being. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually lovely, very crisp. Yeah. For, like, for a sour, like, and I love that about the Castaway as well. Like, I love a sour that has a really clean, crisp finish that just leaves your palate a bit dry. Makes you want to go back for more. Similar to a blue type BA in that sense, like, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's like, um, kind of like, a, you know the kind of sour wine gums? Oh yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of like them though, yeah. Like yeah. a grown-up version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an alcoholic version of them. It's a good job we put explicit on this podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. Um, or actually, I, I'll go next because I'm actually also on an old brother. Um, I'm on the Dreamcatcher New England style IPA. It's a our New England style pale ale. It's very very fruity very citrus so they use citra hops simcoe hops and they use the mandarina bavaria hops as well so you get this like mandarina ab- yeah you get this like bang- you get this bang of orange at the start and then it's like this little bitter grapefruit fucking comes in so it leaves it like taste buds tingling did you get that at all when you didn't realise you weren't drinking a sour <laughs> uh, well I kind of got more of the Maynards a bit you know the Maynards yeah. Maynards wine gums <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fucking delicious drink. 4.7%, it's fairly sessionable now. Um, I thought the last one I was having, yeah, it was a bit strong toward the end, uh, but I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a Wednesday, so it's getting me over the, the midweek hump. Uh, here, Ollie, have a little sip in and tell me what you think of it. Mm, I definitely taste that mandarina inside there. It's yeah. just <laughs> unreal. Smurf, what you make of that? Like, like ancient Irish kings were sharing wives, like sharing points. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like the, the sweetness comes in, and then there's just that little bit. Yeah, a little bitter at the end. Yeah. yeah, which is a nice kind of contrast. Lovely contrast on the taste buds there. And uh, Smurf, you're gone for the classic. Classic, the citra pale. Oh. Yeah. Disgusting. You ordered it earlier. Me hall said. Fuck me! If it's not broken, don't no, fix it. That's, and that's that's the way I do it. Like whenever I come in, like I love going through the board and trying out different things and that. But then, like you know, you have to go back to a classic every now and again. Like, yeah. You know, and it is, you know, it's one of those points. That, well, you like, know, but, but even anyone I bring in here, I'm not sure what to be. I say start with that. Yeah. And exactly. then, you, then you work your way. Do you know what? Like most kind of that's like the top macros. Like, you know, it's kind of like it, just way tastier. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like. The Citra, so Kel, I find Keller is a bridge for lagers into craft beer. Yeah. And uh, the beauty of Citra is it gets your, it adjusts your palate for that fruitier, more fragrant type of drink. Uh, 
it's, it's what I drink when I'm not doing the podcast here like if I come in like I'll be in here Saturday evening now this week yeah. and I'll probably have a, a couple of citrus uh, unless something really stands out to me uh, you don't have Grand Parade anymore like I, I go for that yeah. we, we were in here uh, over Christmas at one yeah, stage we bumped into yeah. each other and I was Grand Parade oh listen I came in for one on the way home and ended up drinking about fucking nine Grand Parades and tried to run 5k the next day with Simon I was in bits but uh, I was talking to so talking to me all in Barner and he was saying that uh, he's like sure lads there should only be one stout on top now stout stout season is stout over. season finished yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like daylight savings time right? you fucking change your taps when yeah. the taps go forward you change the taps it's kind of saison fruit IPA season few, now few sours few sours that kind of that's in the genre it's kind of lighty fruity like yeah. yeah and game changer I was at a wedding on Saturday, I wasn't feel, like, I had a couple of heavy weekends last few weekends. It's on cider for a night. Did me grand now, did me grand. Change it up. It's the thing of, I, 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 I said when I said, I should nearly have socks in the Heineken family for the amount that I bought at the time. And then from that I went to cider. I was on cider for a long time and now I just can't. Yeah. I mean, even craft stuff, I wouldn't mind like half What was your cider back in the day? Oh, I was wondering. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't cultured. Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to go like fucking Devil's Gate or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was the cans you used to be able to get? Was it Scumpy Jack or something? Scumpy Jack, Druids Glen. Oh, the classics. The classics. Yeah, so. Ollie Sharp, last but not least, what are you drinking tonight? Killer Brewing Company's Monty Python Full of Hops. It's, uh, it's actually very tasty. I was couldn't believe it when I was uh, having a look. I tried out a few few different beers and uh, oh yeah, this one really stood out to me. It's definitely the darkest of our beers anyway. Yeah, Can good. I have another sip of lean there? Yeah, of course. Oh, smells pungent. Don't know how that goes. Unlike yourself. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of depth there, like there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah, I know, it's it's different like it's mm. Yeah. All the hops. Different from what I'm usually used to in my uh, midweek drinking of Galway, but uh, there's a couple of yeah, there's a couple of little sour notes in there as well, like, you know. Is it one of those ones that's so full of hops now that kinda closes your eye high? No. No, definitely not. No, no. There's no whiplash. Yeah, yeah. Like, speaking of which, uh, shout out to the lads at Whiplash there, they're uh, opening a new brewery uh, on July 13th. And also, Dungarvan Brewing Company turned nine this week. Right. I didn't know they were nine. Yeah, turned nine. They're not old enough to drink yet. <laughs> they're halfway there. Uh, they turned nine this week, I saw there on social media. So. Is that nine from the time that they've brewed, or time, like nine from the time that they like, started brewing? Yeah. You'd have to ask them yourself. Should we last one? Yeah, I presume it's the release date or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's what we're drinking tonight. And uh, we're here, we, we've Mike Smurf on tonight. Uh, happy to have him on any time. But specifically, um, people who are loyal listeners to Snowcast, the last time you would have heard Smurf on with us would have known that he announced the launch of the, um, the new comedy night here in Waterford at the Rogue uh, Art Gallery and Studios. And... Oh, you took part in the first one actually there yeah. in April and I, t- I thought it was a savage set man I thought it was really, you. really good like. thank you I was bricking it never been more noticed than in my life we, we were having a brief chat off air and we'll get into it we'll get into it a little bit um, com- stand up comedy it's the first time I ever did it and the way I described myself beforehand is a bag of nerves now I don't get nervous for anything Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a nervous individual. I kind of I'll take something in my stride because I won't be arsed about more things that I do. Yeah, yeah. 
But what happened was you invited me on after we recorded that night and I said I'd do it. Yeah. Completely forgot about it until the day before <laughs> and then was breaking it for the whole day and even like Neve said it to me, like people in work were saying to me like, what are you going to talk about? I hadn't a fucking clue I was breaking it. But I have to say like you put on a fantastic show, you were a brilliant host of the night, like made, made me feel at ease which is fucking, I needed it at the time. And uh, I think I was on second or third. Second, yeah, I needed to be on early. Yeah. I because actually when you were telling me when I was on, if it was if you were telling me I was going to be towards the end, I would have asked to be bumped up. Yeah. Uh, I it's, was um, nervous. It is it's the whole thing of like kind of the way that night is out for It's kind of not sure of it. It is out towards people that haven't done stand up before. Or, you know, trying to help develop kind of more comedians within Walford and stuff like that, and trying to get different heads in to do it. So like a major part of what actually was like like what you said is I'm going in there before and I'm setting up the room and like you know system and getting the lineup done but like a lot of it is going in simply by side that's going well how are you getting on how are you fix for this like you know you're first and all that and stuff there but all that you know like hey you got about it you know it's all okay like that's i found that's kind of put yeah. it on to you now i found that's a huge part of it just kind of getting people a little bit set before it like you know what i mean yeah i, f- I felt when i stood up first like my heart was racing and i was sweating profusely and i had like i'm not one for one-liners like in terms of stand-up comedy I've only ever done one gig so I can't say like I'm one for one or another yeah. but like in, in a conversation to and fro I deliver a one line or I give a little retort or something yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a completely different style of comedy it's a completely different style of being funny because mm-hmm. you're on your own you're, yeah. you're the only one who's in but that conversation yeah. this is the thing like, uh, I mean, I, I've always described it as pipe-up yeah. you know what I mean and it's, it is that kind of thing of like there's also the notion that the whole reason why you're doing it is you're the person that stood up in front of everyone and they're basically saying I'm the funniest person no, I was that night, like, I'm not I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. But like I have to say, like do you know what I mean to say when you're giving a speech or whatever, you should envisage the audience of naked. Mm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Porn, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe maybe a little nervous. It was just me, it was just me. No, no, no. So that's why he wasn't getting maybe, home. Maybe, maybe a little nervous semi. But I did feel bollock naked when I still looked at myself. And I was a bit like fuck I'm exposed. But I gave me first little spiel and got a good laugh yeah. and it just settled me. That's, it's that's what you on, like. It, yeah. it must yeah. give you a real sense of confidence. It's, it kind of goes two ways because with the performer, getting that first laugh is settling. You always yeah. see it. Everyone's shoulders just relax and they kind of they get into more of a flow. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But it's also kind of a thing for the audience as well because what kind of tends to happen to a lot of lads when they go to do their first gig or whatever, they have the funniest story that's ever happened to them ever. And they'll tell this whole story, but they'll spend a minute and a half setting it up, and there's no jokes. So everyone's kind of sitting there going, This is interesting, yeah. but you know, can you give me a fucking punch? Yeah, whereas I always say, if you get in in the first 10 15 seconds and just get a joke there and get a laugh, everyone in the audience is the same thing. They sit back and go, All right, this guy's fine. Yeah, because I found. Um, my set for the five, six minutes that I did was a bit like little mini stories that kind of bridged into each other and I tried to close the loop that linked them all together. Yeah. And I found the first little story had to be very short and sharp because you, in fairness, like you would give me that advice beforehand because I texted you that week, in the week preceding, being like, a bit nervous, what you recommend or whatever, or the, or the day before actually because yeah. I'd forgotten. And uh, you just basically said, make sure you get a joke in in the first 15 seconds. Yeah. And that was grand. I did an exaggerated cork accent of my mother. And everyone laughed at it. And it, it was just like, right, I can fucking do this now. Yeah. Um, and then I actually got such a thrill out of it. I finished my set early. So I had to come up with a Pele Viagra joke on the spot. <laughs> kind of in my time. 
but like I, I really really enjoyed it and um, you had the second night on Monday unfortunately I wasn't available to go yeah, yeah. and uh, even even be in the crowd so how, how did you get on? Well we, we flew it like the room was full and uh, I've even met people as we come in here tonight who were up there and it was great and we want to see more of it it's great that it's happening in Waterford which is the biggest thing that I'm really going after the, neg- the thing that I found now the, like, I, we sat down me and uh, Jeannie who is the person who runs the gallery and we kind of talked about what kind of issues we're coming up against and, I, and we said the best thing is we're not fixing any problems like the night runs perfectly everyone's coming in is having a good time we have a nice set up the way we want to do things and all that the only thing that we're missing is just more people to get up on stage that's that's what we want now well, that's the next step is to get kind of a gang of about we said about 10 people regular who will just always be yeah like I said it to you now, even the next day there's announced is the 13th of May and I'd encourage anyone that listens to this that's in the area and has any ever thought of doing, like, ever been interested in doing a stand-up, 100% do it. Like, I had no fucking inclination to doing it before. I always said, oh, you'd always have, I think everyone has this little spark in their mind to say, would I be good at that? Would I be able to do that? And it's, it's, I really enjoyed it. Now I'm not around the next one, which yeah, is yeah. is a shame because I'll 100 percent do it anytime yeah, I'm there yeah. again. It's, it's the thing I say to anyone that like has kind of half the inclination to it. More of what stand up is is the want to do it. Yeah. If you want to do it, that's more than like because like it's kind of it's a bit different to like going playing the gig where you're singing and stuff like that. There's a lot kind of that into that, but like with stand up, it's you and your own like you're yeah. the production manager, you're the director, you're the writer. You know what I mean? So if you want to do it, you'll do all that work. I I find myself thinking of things now and being like fuck I must remember that now if I'm for the next time officially yes look we'll discuss that when we're, when we're negotiating the documentary with him as well um, so yeah Oli uh, your take on stand up comedy I mean, I mean I know you've never performed it but um, this was as an entertainment form what you make of it uh, I'm a huge fan of it I do listen, Netflix obviously have their sound of comedy specials with Jimmy Carr Kevin Hart on the boys like yeah. Dave Chappelle is on it Frankie yeah. Boyle Dave Chappelle is huge uh, Anthony Jesselink is very funny like, a lot of these lads they can be dark enough but they're awful funny like, you know, they, they have a different kind of humour to what you might see in your mainstream kind of Michael McIntyre kind of comedy road show yeah. um, but they're funny like, they laugh at the darker things in life I've, it's, it's, I, I've always said it the best sound of comedy comes from something that you would never think you would laugh at yeah. I mean there's a video out at the moment of Joey Diaz who's, like, I, it is honestly have you seen this I know it's really yeah, he most recently uh, like, and I'm ruining anything whatever because the second you start watching if you know anything about it's a story about his man dog yeah. and it's a 10 minute bit and it is one of the most perfect pieces of sound of family I've ever seen because it takes something that is probably the darkest most powerful thing that ever happened to and that's what I think is like the core of what stand-up comedy should yeah. be. It's, it's such a it's such a widely available thing as well. Like you see, like Joe Rogan, who's a UFC commentator, and he's well able to stand up on stage and produce an hour-long special. It's just it's funny. Like he's an he's a good writer, and just kind of proves that anyone with a few ideas and they put a joke or two together can. Kind of yeah, like but it's it's funny. It's something I never thought I'd get into, and it's something I really enjoyed. And I'm actually. Uh, I'm going up to Dublin with you in a couple of weeks as well uh, to do a little tiny set up there, a little, little quick one. Yeah. Uh, you asked me what I do it. I was a bit kind of like, Becky, it's midweek. Will I be able to get up one time? 
Oh my mind, I'll go up. It'll be an experience, and that's and that's what I've loved about it. Is it's an experience. It's something that um, it's an experience I didn't know I'd ever have. Ollie, if you were, I'm not asking to stand up comedy, <laughs> but if you were to be a stand up comedy, whose style do you think you'd most mimic? Um, I'd like to think I'd be very anti jesselic It's very dark and deep and monotone and very like yes, some weird comedy, but it's like, I just find it quite funny. I think yeah. I, I find dark that's humor, your niche, is it? That's I your style. Find yeah. Dark humor very funny, but like. I'd like to think I'm very Dave Chappelle where it's like he just takes this whole genre of comedy yeah. and just absolutely destroys it like it's, it's, it's fantastic I, it's, I, it's always funny when I'm running the gigs now you'll have people come in they're talking to me about their writing and stuff and they come up to me and they're like I have this stuff it's like the cabbage or Jackson or so funny you know, any, any other stuff like that like it's not too dark but I'm like I'm hosting it Brand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do worse I'm going to do way Absolutely. worse oh and I'm going to ask you the exact same question I just asked Ali what's if, if you were to do stand-up comedy what style of comedian do you think you'd be in the world of um, probably uh, Jimmy Carr Tom quite uh, deadpan delivery like uh, one-liners one-liners yeah living off your laugh yeah yeah <laughs> no I don't have I don't have Yeah, no, I think uh, I do like a good one-liner, but like yeah. I think again, as you were saying there about like it is, it is a completely different setup to like a conversation where like you're vibing off somebody else and you know you can like respond to what somebody else says and, and get a dig in on what they say and like you know give a funny pun or one-liner back to them. Whereas it's you setting up the joke and yeah. like delivering the punchline and like you know it's uh, you know telling your story and so you the whole time talking like. Yeah, do you, know, do you know what the irony is? When I spoke to people say that we work with or that I know and I was telling them, well, actually, I'll tell you a funny one. The day that I did the gig, right? I didn't tell you this, I told you this on, I haven't told Ali this. The day that I was doing it, my mother rang me after I finished work that day. And she was like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, actually, I'm doing a stand-up comedy gig tonight. And she was kind of like, fuck off. And I was like, no, actually, I genuinely am. And her exact words were, why are you doing that? You'll probably get booed off the stage. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks that's, for the vote of confidence. That's, the, the mad thing is, I remember the very first gig that I went and done, four or five years ago now, my girlfriend at the time, exact same thing, she was like, why are you doing that? And like, because uh, I really wanted to do something interesting. She's like, but you're not like that funny. I was like, me and you were going to break the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's why she was your girlfriend. Yeah. But even when I told Neva I was doing it, she just kind of looked at me and went, really? I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to get involved in, though. Like, it's so strange to say, like, I'm going to do a stand up gig tonight. Like, on, you know, out of the blue. I think. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say something that might be a bit controversial, a bit generalising of stand-up comedians, and anyone who knows me might know this about me. But I'm actually like deep down, I'm a very insecure person, like very insecure. Yeah, like, like, but you know, I do, I, I have massive insecure, and I think that's the thing with stand-up comedians are. Uh, I'd imagine a lot of them are people who are superficially quite confident, but have their very much their own insecurities, and it's almost like nearly in a way the bravest thing you can do. It's the whole thing of everyone saying, what's a stand-up comedian really saying? They're actually on stage going, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, do you like me, do you like me, do you like me? And it's so true, like 99% of people like, 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 like,
first handies and then they come off stage and of course like, like I, it happens to me I, I happily say to anyone before I walk on stage like if you walked up to me about 20 seconds before I went on to the set and said something to me that I didn't like <coughs> I might hit you know what I mean I might actually go for you yeah. because in my mind at that stage I myself so wound up like I'm the baddest motherfucker in the world I, I, these people are yeah. going to have to but on the flip side of that, when I walk off stage, I fall to pieces as a person like crumble. And I'm literally running off, like half run outside, smoke two cigarettes, and be like, did everyone like that? Was that yeah. okay? You know, but like you said, I think there was there was a good few uh, acts on the night that I was there, and I found the next three or four after me, I didn't take Anthony in. I was just a bit fucking emotionally wrecked. Mm. Uh, but I'd highly recommend anyone to get involved with it. Um, that's, I've really enjoyed that introduction. Um, and we actually have something different that we haven't done before coming up for the next segment. But first, a word from tonight's sponsors. Are you going to Magaluf with the lads this summer? Gonna party hard and love someone a long time? You wanna buy a bar? Chantalini here lads and listen if you need a loan immediately and with total discretion that no one no one will know about you can give us up and make sure that you get your Delaney Finance. Delaney loans, no delays. Delaney Finance Limited. 2004% APR. Regulated by the Central Bank of Delaney. <laughs> Ding um, dong. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we are recording on Maggie Day. Um, <laughs> happy Maggie Day. Happy, happy, Ma happy Maggie Day. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Maggie Cheers. Uh, not Maggie Boo, anyway. She's not a boo. Yeah. She, she's in the mud. Um, you're welcome. Just having a sit there. So, um, actually, there's something that cropped up on so, like so social media. It's it's a fantastic aspect of society. You can keep in touch with people all over the world. Flip side is, it's fucking one of the worst things in the world. You can't go 10 minutes out checking your phone to see what your social media update is. But for the likes of us now, it's great getting a podcast out there and stuff like that. So, in social media in the last week, there has been a thread put up on Twitter that I think is fascinating and makes some excellent points. And that's what I want to discuss on tonight's podcast. Now, we've spoken for 20 minutes about comedy and beers and stuff like that already. So, it's not like the, the mainstay of the podcast nearly at this stage. But, we go through it anyway. So, Casey Explosion. Uh, so it's at Casey Explosion on good Twitter. Twitter. Good Twitter handle. Good Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, good Twitter handle. Uh, so I listen, a good few of our listeners who are probably into their beers and stuff and follow the brewery, the craft beer breweries and stuff like that on, on Twitter may have come across or, or come, in, in, uh, come across this during the week. So basically it's a trade, it's a bit, so I'll call it out to you and we can talk about it then. So Casey Explosion tweeted on the 7th of the 4th, which was Sunday. Uh, hey folks. Today let's talk about beer, or more specifically, that beverage that's almost synonymous with Ireland itself, Guinness. It's such a big deal that it briefly enjoyed its own holiday, Arthur's Day, in celebration of Arthur Guinness and the beer itself. Now, to put you in the right frame of reference for this thread, I'll have to tell you about what it's like drinking in Ireland. We've been having quite a craft beer boom in recent years. Independent bars and breweries have been popping up everywhere, which is great where I'm on right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't underpin how recent the development that was because when I started drinking, none of that existed. You could go into any bar in Ireland and they had the same selection on tap. Guinness, Middicks, Carlsberg and Bulmers, sometimes Budweiser if you're lucky or unlucky depending on what side of the fence you sit on. 
Now you're probably thinking, but Casey, you're not that old, aren't you a millennial? And you're right, First Craft Pub opened in my city in 2005 and it would be years before most pubs stocked even a small selection of craft beer or even something different from the usual. Before the craft boom you really didn't have much choice at all. If you drank Smithix, that's owned by Guinness. They bought Smithix back in the 60s. Depending on your corner of the country, you get something more regional such as Harp, but no, that's Guinness too. I remember one time I was in a pub at the countryside and they bought a McCardles, but that too was Guinness and they bought McCardles too. Story familiar to everyone watching the video game industry, Guinness later shut down McCardles. You see, Guinness is a bit of a monster. You all know electronic arts keep buying up, then killing off game studios. That's what Guinness have been doing in Ireland over the past century, buying up and shutting down breweries. Guinness didn't get to be a product synonymous with an entire country by playing fair. They didn't get there because their product was any good either. It's because they bought out and shut down the competition so they could enjoy nearly the whole market to themselves. Unless you were a massive corporation with loads of money like Heineken, who bought up the likes of Murphy's, you simply couldn't compete in the Irish market. Bulmers, known as Magners outside of Ireland, has control of the other market. So that brings us back to Arthur's Day in 2009. Guinness on Sharon holiday, massive advertising push, so everyone was encouraged to drink Guinness on Arthur's Day. It was eventually stopped for the least of surprising reasons. Who would have thought that a holiday dedicated to alcohol consumption would have resulted in a rise in alcohol related illness and death? But Guinness sold more beer, so hurrah for that, I guess. And there's actually a link to an independent article from the time where a doctor said it's linked to more deaths and around the time from alcohol related stuff. In 97, Guinness merged UK company Grand Metropolitan to form the Agio. They own everything from Smurnoff to Captain Morgan to Johnny Walker to Bailey's and it's quite an empire. Perhaps you might think that maybe a massive corporation shouldn't be able to just up and declare their own holiday dedicated to themselves but they, uh, but there's absolutely nothing to say they can't nothing sort of the way Guinness making Arthur's 18 corporations they're a bit shit aren't they discuss um, like there's the, he makes a load of brilliant points there that like Guinness, Guinness do kind of have a monopoly yeah uh, and, and they nearly almost do only because, and only for the rise in kind of independent breweries and stuff like that it is fair to say that there is kind of a competition there for them but it's something it's a new challenge for them because before they would have just bought people out. Now they seemingly they can't just buy people out because yeah. people want to know this is like my pet project. This is what I put my life into. I'm not selling it. Like, do you know what I mean? I want to push it on further, and that's that's where I've got in public as a yeah. an approach with things that have been popular. Um, in regards to the holiday, like an Arthur's Day, when I when that first came out, I said that's a promotional tool, mm. and I think I think that got beyond their control. Almost probably, yeah. Do you know what I mean? When they initially came up with the idea, that's the way I would have looked at it. Because if they could have sold two points against someone who wouldn't buy a point in a sold year, and they done that in pubs all around the country, I think that was more kind of their angle. Yeah. Rather I, than you know having this what turned into absolute mayhem. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent certain did Arthur's. I'm not going to defend Guinness at all because no. my I, my position is I think you know there's a couple of, the tread 90 percent of tread I think is absolutely fantastic and hits the nail in the head. I don't think Guinness is a terrible drink, which was mentioned in the trailer. No, in not. fact, if you get a good Guinness, it's lovely. Yeah. I actually, on the Snowcast Twitter, I did reply to it in one sense and said, uh, to, or I replied to a reply to it and said, you know, who would say Guinness, I agree with you, everything you said, but Guinness isn't a shit drink. And I did say, it's, it's, it's probably not a shit drink when you get a good one, but I do. I personally think of all those like macro stouts that you can get in Ireland, yeah. Beamish is probably the best one there. Mm-hmm. But then I did turn around and say, there are like the Midaza from Rask, from Rising Suns uh, and, and some other nitro stouts that are out there. Left Hand Brewing from Colorado. It's not an Irish one, but from Colorado. It's fantastic. Probably my favourite stout of all. Mm-hmm. And then like coming close to home or near the Captain's Table here in Grady's Yard, Yellow Belly Bears um, Chocolate and Coffee Stout. The, the um, 
fuck when mine's gone, what's it called again? Breakfast out? No. No, not the breakfast out. The snooze button. What's the one when uh Fuck me, why is my mind gone blank? It is called the Captain's Table. Yeah, it is called Captain's Table. Sorry, what I don't know what happened there. Captain's Table is a fucking delicious down, mm. but it's different than Nitro Stout when you, you got to expect that. Um but Arthur's Day for me, I don't think it sold more I don't think it converted more people to Guinness. I, yeah. Because I remember Arthur's Day coming out back in the day, we were in college at the time, and if I was drinking Lager at the time, I was on Lager that day. Do you know what I mean? So but the flip side is then Guinness probably owned that Lager company. The Ad Adjo probably owned that Lager company. Oh, and what's your thoughts on trade? Um I don't know. I don't know if like business is business really, right? So I did a few I did a few like startup I did a startup business course before that, right? And there was a company on that who were a brewery and their exit strategy was being bought out by a big company. You know, you can say all you want yeah. about big business yeah. or about about passion projects or whatever, but if you're getting a, a cash in your hand, like you know, if you're getting a big payout, like you know, yeah. fuck that, like I can just go off, I can go off and I can go yeah. off and make another another company. Yeah. But if the ad you know if the ad you're going to buy you for a half a million, what's that ten years' wages to a well-paid person? Do you know what I mean? I know, but I'm just. It's a very valid point. The other, the other kind of point I would make is like you know there is like said dies a lot of companies extra. It's just like being bought by, by a big corporate conglomerate. Like also the point that I'd have to make, and like I, I don't want to be sitting here and saying like I'm defending Guinness or whatever, but I understand where they're coming from because at the end of the day, it didn't happen by accident. No, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like Guinness yeah. locked out. And, they, like, even in the early 60s, 70s, heavily promoted and went into advertising in ways that other companies no, yeah, didn't. Know, like, like some you, of their advertising is... But you still come across... When you go to Royal Ireland, you still come across some of their advertising from back in the day. Yeah, and it, and it, is, it is very, very good... Yeah, um, they were they were they've grown years, yeah. they were, they've they were grown years but they were why I'm saying in yeah. terms of their advertising they were years ahead yeah. of not yeah. even just drink companies just a lot of companies based within Ireland so which brings me I'm watching Mad Men at the moment which is obviously all about advertising in the 50s in Manhattan and like yeah yeah I'm I'm into series 3 now and like I just think Guinness hit the nail on the head with so much and again like that I'm, I'm not going to defend them I am going to say they do um of Ireland a very good reputation abroad and there's another thing I want to come on to in a minute but I'd say right myself Owen Smurf we're all in and around the 30 bracket like me and Owen were 28 Smurf you're 25 yeah. Yeah, I, I look way worse though oh no you're, 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 no sorry Graham your brother is, is 28 27 28 yeah, 27, yeah. 28, yeah. Uh, so well, say we're in a, of our generation all your Nine years in the most. I'm Sorry, 21 in. Man. No, this this so, thing I've always said is I, I look like this because I yeah. drank and smoked heavily in my teenage years and I've continued to do so in my late twenties. So I just look fi I've looked 50 since I was about 18. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but Ali, you're a bit behind us, so you, you're basically a different. I just hit my microphone by the way. Sorry if that made noise. Ali, you're a bit behind our generation. You're nearly you're nearly the next generation. Around. Well, what's your take on Guinness Diageo and? Uh, uh, corporatization of the world. As in, I've kind of grown up and just seen Guinness as the number one stout, but as in, my uncle worked for Murphy's back in the day, and I have there's plenty of Murphy's merchandise in the house at home. Like, I never knew much about it, but like, it's just like obviously Guinness have tried to enter themselves into the smaller brewing market, and they've tried to capitalize on 
different types of brew, like brewing, so like they could have hop oh, like their own soft like yeah. yeah. Hop house is there a version of like yeah. a real but hoppy I mean, lager like Joe. Yeah, I mean, I mean like Guinness are the only crowd to kind of do that. Like you would have seen like Cube War advertised in places. So that's yeah. the better point, Heineken. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's why there's no that's, information online and product that's my, it online. That is I mean? my biggest gripe with the macro beer industry is they're trying to outcraft the craft beer industry. Well, it's and I'm just thinking you have such a market share just fucking let the craft lads but that's, do everything. that's not how capitalism works yeah. it's, it's not, not and, and clearly your gripe is more with capitalism more so than the yeah. macro brewing industry absolutely like, I, like, like say for example we and, and like this is not us self promoting but it's genuinely how we feel about things and it's why we get involved with these kind of things for example we're doing our videos at our King quality food sources more who mostly support local produce law and you have to pay an extra pound or an extra two pound for some of the stuff and I get it not everyone's in a position to pay that and not everyone's in a position to go to Arkeen and buy a product that's been produced in Waterford that cost a euro more than the same product would cost them in Tesco that's been mass produced somewhere else in Tesco's I fully respect that and I'm not saying but say for example if you are a person in a position where you can afford an extra fucking euro for a Tesco then go support the pure food yeah, company, support support Key and who's local here. I think you're like you're you like whatever about lo- locality or whatever, right? You're paying for quality, right? Yeah. Like, like you're like you're paying for that better pesto, right? Like pints here taste nicer, like than yeah. a fucking Heineken or whatever. Like you know, and so like like I know what you're saying, they're like they're buying out some of those other ones, but like sometimes they're diminishing the quality then because they're so focused on profits on those products then yeah. that they're. Like mm. cheaping out on, on yeah. the raw materials of yeah. like, you know. Absolutely, but there's but it comes down to the thing of the people who are making those decisions, they're not the ones standing in breweries looking at mixes being done. They're the ones looking at spreadsheets and percentages. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and that's, that's an excellent point. Like, you know what I mean? So the guy so the guy who's in the brewery actually like say there's aggressive bio of a small microbrewery by kind of like a big company like Diageo or anything or any of those ones. Like the guy who's making those decisions is not the fellow who's standing in the factory, it's the fellow who's standing yeah. in like, Oh, you know, I, comple- in the I completely get on with that. And I, like, when I, when I grew up in Cork, like uh, the Heineken Brewery and the Primish Crawford Brewery were like huge employers in the local area. And like, uh, like, I fully like get behind that aspect of it. But it's no surprise that, like, say, except for no one, like, craft beer was something that we only experienced in Tully's and Philly Rhymes, and we weren't hugely into it, but we definitely were, like, like Jack Cody's was, Jack Cody's Pugpins are for us, was the fucking Holy Grail, and I know he shut down since. We just go to Philly's drink, drink Pugpins, and, like, brand you'd go to the, the other bars and have the macro stuff, but there was always a reason why Philly's was our favourite, and we weren't, but we weren't, like, engrossed in the craft beer industry like we are now at that time. But like you said, it's quality over quantity in a sense, and that yeah, that quality shone through, and that superior drink shone through. Um, well, I think it's a, te- it's a I think it's a testament though to the craft beer industry yeah. now that like even like say the most stalwart pubs like around the country now will have at least one or two craft beer taps yeah. in the place. Like hundred percent. Like, yeah, there's always and something I mean, like you know. Yeah, but I'd agree with that because you know we like I I tour around the whole time doing gigs and whatever. And the amount of places I've gone in, and I've seen like Metaman or Dungarvan, just w- even Waterford, never mind yeah. what they have in their own kind of locality. Blackwater Gin. Blackwater Gin. Exactly. Yeah. Blackwater Gin is in, it, like, Everywhere. I'd say it's about over 70% bars, like, you know what I mean, in Ireland. So. But, and, and another great point I'd like to make on that is the craft beer industry wouldn't survive if they didn't back each other up. Mm. Yeah. And what it's I've noticed, like what I've noticed since doing this podcast is, the craft beer industry support each other. Like every single week, 
obviously we, we heavily follow and, and our LinkedIn we uh, are heavily follow and are tuned into what Yellow Belly are doing because we come, like we follow Grady's yard as well and we yeah, yeah. like say on the Snugcast social media accounts we follow uh, Declan the, the head brewer we follow a couple of the Yellow Belly lads so every fucking week Declan is doing a collaboration with someone else so they had um had lads from Liverpool over last week and then he's in fucking somewhere else this week and I, and you know, you're just there thinking like my god like they're actually all backing each other up and that's the only way that they'll survive against the corporation yeah, but that's what I was going to say it's kind of like I don't want to say like they're in a fight or anything but they're kind of the underdog in it do you know what I mean yeah. they're the smaller company so why not band together do you know what I mean and be supporting each other and helping to lift each other up rather than like and, being and in a competition for smaller percentages within themselves like it the point sense. the point that um, Casey made I think it's Casey isn't it yeah, yeah. I forgot her name uh, sorry Casey if you're listening uh, the point that Casey made that I think absolutely was on the money was the lack of choice when we were going up mm, yeah no that's true absolutely and like Ollie, you're, 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 you're 2021 20, now like you're, you're coming into like you're coming into your drinking Prime. The next four, five, like, six will, years are your prime. You, you will end up with a drink that will yeah. sustain well, you the rest I, of the But what I was going to put to you was, like, Owen, you grew up in Waterford. At your stage when Ollie's drinking development, yeah. let's phrase it that way, you would Phillies. Apart from that, there wasn't much else other than the, the staple being an offer to Waterford at the time. Like even, like, I wasn't even aware of Phillies because yeah. there, wasn't so much, there wasn't as much of a... Like, so what Phillies was, like say at that stage, was Belgian beers. Like, cause there wasn't yeah. the Irish yeah. craft brewery industry. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, you know... The, the third wave hadn't, hadn't hit yet. Like, exactly, yeah. Um, whereas, like, say, say, growing up in Cork and being in Cork at that time, you had Franciscan well fair yeah. enough mm-hmm. but that was it though there was yeah. nothing else and even and like place, yeah like that, you know. and, and even like if you saw Rebel Red or Blarney Blonde or something somewhere else or Shannon Stout um, you're somewhere else you're blown away like yeah, yeah. absolutely blown away so all you like like for you growing up now and now you've got Grady's Yard and now you've got Tully's and now you've got yeah. Phillies and now you've got other like as, as we were talking about Revolution at the Bar earlier yeah, yeah, off yeah. here like they're stocking all the craft gear stuff now uh, like what do you make of it? How, like, how would you like to go into a bar and only have Smithix, Heineken, uh, Guinness, or, or Carlsberg on tap? And the thing is, you're not guaranteed as good Smithix and you're not guaranteed as good Heine- or Guinness either. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. It's tough to find kind of the, the newer and like, tastier pints like you find here in Grady Sarge. Like, I'm in college in Galway and I know it's supposed to be a very cultural part of the country and it is, but... At the same time, they serve a lot of tourists, yep. so they have to keep their main four, which would be their Heineken, Guinness, Smittix, Carlsberg, yeah. kind of like the, the staples but of... You, understand, you understand, I understand that from the pub industry, like, um, Neil's brother-in-law runs a thatched bar in Uchtarard in rural Galway, and for example, like, the, ta- the ta- stuff he has on tap is the staples. Yeah. But like he said, he has the Galway, he has the oh, Galway yeah, hooker yeah, and stuff yeah, like that yeah, as well, which is fair enough. As well, but also then, like I was there with Neil's other brother-in-law, we were up there for a confirmation recently, and he's uh, celiac, so for him, gluten-free beer is the big thing yeah. because he can really enjoy no, that. We, uh, no, like no. Really do no, hollow, hollow effectments, ginger beer, ginger beer. Is yeah, lads, this stuff. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's from Nine White Deer, which is brewed in the Gwail, tucked in West Cork. Oh, fantastic. And Rory was stocking it inside in Powers and Up the Road 
and Noel said he was like could possibly be the nicest gluten-free beer he's ever had nicest gluten-free beer like he said it's amazing so again like in his situation he has very very little options only for the fact that the craft beer industry are providing him with a gluten-free yeah. beer that's that's actually nice and palatable and like that just goes a long way to show that mar- the people marginalised society are being from a, a drinking point of view and it's probably like you know, first world problems and all that shit are actually being provided for by the craft yeah. drinks industry well, I'm, I'm somewhat marginalised in that like if I say like I'm, I'm a college student I might work 15 hours a week yeah. in a bar is, that's what I do in calling like 50 that goes to my food for the week and then another bit then on food when I'm in college or whatever or whatever that might ha- I might have to keep myself and after that like I might only have 50, 60 or left and I, that's difficult to get through on craft beer so oh, like, I, I go to my student absolutely. bar in NOIG and it's 3 quid for Point Fosters yeah. it's, it's hard to look past yeah. Listen, we, all, we all do this you know, I mean, like, everyone knows what I mean like, it's, yeah, it's, it's so hard, hard to go with, that, well, yeah. 9, nine yeah. quid yeah. for Pitcher but Fosters I, yeah. like, but I even think like, I'm, I'm doing the artist life now do you know what I mean? And like, it's not, it's not a huge amount of money in it, but I'm getting to do what I love, whatever. This is news. Why? Why not doing stand up anymore? <laughs> but the whole thing is, when I go into a pub, I drink Guinness. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel any shame for doing it you know, no. because I understand that they're a major corporate brand yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. like, they, there's probably practices that they do that I probably wouldn't particularly agree with. Pint, but yeah, but at, the end, but at but the end of the day, it, it's like, like I said, I, I love coming out for and getting like support in a local company and getting the craft. Like, there's some weeks I just fucking can't. Like, do you know what yeah, it's just. That's, that's, like, I haven't met you in a while, and, and I love. I actually do really enjoy coming here. I've been here three or four times with you, and mm. when I come here, it's a lovely break from having. Yeah, then you have to save for three months. Exactly. Put away your week, like. And and like they are very valuable. And it's like like the point I made about our keen earlier is that like not everyone can afford to do a shop mm-hmm. there, and that's a very valid point. But that being said, the people that can should. Mm. For the exact reason that it's it, it's creating more sustainable it's jobs. It's promoting local food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but it, it, it boosts the local economy. So it doesn't matter if it's beer or shopping mm. or local garage. Or, yeah, but if it's everyone, a bit of pesto or it's the fellow who's going to refit your exhaust but for you. The flip side as well, yeah. if everyone shopped in Arakeen rather than Tesco, then far, the agriculture industry wouldn't have to worry about Brexit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it goes full loop, and I thought I, yeah. I, I think like we're discuss- we're a bit like basically this is coming from the trade, and I think the trade was very well made, ninety percent of it. But I do Absolutely. think I do think there's ten percent of that trade that I can it's, it, it may be done for creative license and for sensationalism. Maybe I don't I don't know the girl that did it, and and she's more than welcome to reply to us and say that that's not what she did. Absolutely. But there is ten, there, yeah, yeah. But there is ten percent that I do kind of, not necessarily disagree, but do think there is a rationalisation for more, it. There's more yeah. kind of there's more context in it. Whereas like you know that was a tweet that she put out. Whereas if you sat down and had a conversation yeah. where about how you were, the more in had a few points where Guinness tossed it over them. Like, like, so as my grandmother always said, he's the best Dr. Ireland ever had. <laughs> as we said, like, it's in Guinness's advertising, it's in, obviously I didn't yeah. see most of the advertising before 2005, realistically. But, yeah, it's, but it's I mean, unbelievable. They're, like I said, they were leaps and bounds ahead. Exactly. So, ma- not, but, so many but, other but, like, but, for what? Is there something recently enough that there is blood transfusion service? 
has stopped giving out Guinness like for you know, iron. For iron yeah. you know? But when was, like, that's fantastic, Mark. Yeah. That is absolutely yeah. genius by the true though as well. But when was when was the last time you saw a billboard for Rye River or Yellow Belly or you know Black Skin Sale? But you but they can't afford budget, but they can't afford that. Yeah. And uh, But that's not Guinness's fault though. No, it's not Guinness. But that's the thing. Even but even like for like sustainability right how many of those like say the ones that we have there, there are billboards of now like say fucking rock show or something like that right like yeah, sure. I know it's the yeah, but like it's like but, Budweiser but with extra piss exactly <laughs> but like those like those, have 2018 those those billboards now like how many how many of those can you see in 30 40 years where it's like say Michael Street yeah. in Watford you can still see Two pounds, like, yeah. walk down there, like, you know. Well, it's just I'll, I'll, like, but, but that's absolutely. that's exactly it. Um, and, and actually, a great point you made with the Rock Shore at the time when it came out was if if a, if a drink's being pushed this much, it mustn't be very good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I th- look, I think the irony of the tweet, and I'm not this isn't a criticism of the girl, I think it's very some very well made points, and I think the craft beer industry. You know, I'm a huge supporter of it. Everyone that knows me and know that. But the irony is, she put a gif of a pour and pint of Guinness in it, and it's got like 100, 100, yeah, 150 retweets, 400 likes, and it's actually lovely looking pint. But that's I remember like working in pubs myself. I remember one time we got new Thompson, new Guinness Thompson sold, brand new, fresh Guinness glasses, but not the ones with the cut in them, the old style glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had lads come in, they're like, get a pint of Heineken. I was going, you don't want a pint of Heineken. They were like, why it was? New tap installed, lines totally cleaned out, fresh bars, fresh, this is the freshest pint you'll ever have in your whole life, right? Okay, I give fellas points. And like I said, all they'd ever come in is drink Heineken, Carlsberg, and maybe come in and get like a short or whatever. And I had the whole pub drink. And it wasn't a thing that I was trying to push it, it was just yeah. I knew what I had there was going to be a top quality product. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and look I, I like a good point of Guinness is very good. It's so good. It's so it good. is yeah. very good. A good point of Guinness is so much better than a good point of Heineken, like, isn't it? Yeah, you know? but that being said, right, I'll put this to you all. Right, and maybe some of you haven't had these drinks. Uh, the, a great point of Guinness versus a great point of Captain Save Alone. It's a tough one. See, That's I think, it. I see, right. So, like, it is a tough one, right? But it's, I think it's because, like, I've plowed so much for <laughs> 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 over the years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, like, so, like, I think, uh, like, in terms of taste, yeah, no, sorry, Captain Sable is a better point than Guinness, right? Right, fair enough. Right? But like your mind has been programmed to like Guinness more. Well, exactly. I think that is a bit it, right? And that like I think that yeah. like it like like the availability, the plowability, everything <laughs> of, of Guinness. Like I, we've plowed through a fair bit of Captain Sable like, this winter. Like I was over at Cheltenham there, and they had a, the Guinness Village there, right? And like I just literally leant on a bar there for two days, <laughs> giving, <laughs> giving giving tips to strangers. <laughs> yeah. 15 to, 16 to 1, she's guaranteed to win. Start with me in the second. <laughs> uh, more if I'll come to you and I'll give you something a bit more uh, mainstream. The best point of Beamish you've had versus the best point of Beamish you've had. See, half my family's actually from Cork. Yeah. So I was. Um, Same as these. 
But the problem is, I, I, I switched from Murphy's rather than Beamish. Right. Because that's what my grandfather drank. Grant? So, I, I kind of so you're conditioned to the Murphy's. Best find of Murphy's you've had versus the best find of Guinness all. I, 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 I'm sorry to say it, but I would go with Guinness. No, don't be sorry yeah. to say it. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely it's not. And, and this is, this isn't Guinness bashing, by the way. This is no, a discussion around yeah, a, a Twitter thread, which interested me. I mean, like I, I was seeing it. I, I don't know we were talking about it earlier. Like I started off from Mike and then with cider. Then eventually I got onto Guinness, mm. and then that's kind of what I normally by, drink. By the way, now. this is absolutely terribly terrible planning from a podcast that focuses on beer and stuff like that point of view because like the stout season is ending like. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a very interesting debate Ollie yeah. um, right. I'm going to come at you with have you ever had a pint of stout better than your best ever pint of Guinness no no and I'll ah, tell you and there's nothing wrong with that and I'll tell you why I when I have a pint of Guinness I consider all the factors involved which is the atmosphere of the pub yeah very, very yeah. fair point. Everything yeah. involved with the point is in. I've been in Spittle and Kararua, which is an hour west again of Galway City. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, you're you're, for the world. you're in the shticks, like, and isn't Neil Orange like and it's it's beautiful to see. You only speak Irish for the foreign listeners there. Yeah, <laughs> Simon Cocoon, if, if you're listening there. Um, yeah, they only speak Irish out there, and it's fantastic to order four or five pints Guinness, and the barrel is underneath yeah. the underneath the yeah. underneath the tap. By the way, sixty-eight yeah. percent of our listeners are outside of Ireland, so no way. Yeah. Well, uh, but I do think no, you're dead right on that. Because like, I suppose that's the thing for people who don't know as well. Actually, how close barrel is to tap does actually affect the, oh, the actual absolutely because you have a cooling system cooling system and, yeah. and it's a uh, lag time as well between mm-hmm. closing hours and more of it is in the absolutely the exactly yeah. as well and so what I'll say is my best point of Beamish in Callan's Bar in Cork is better than the best point of Guinness I've ever had I prefer Beamish to Morpheus and that's a palate thing and that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. taste thing and there's nothing wrong with that but like I go, I go to the Cove and I'll, if I'm in a farm for Guinness I'll, I'll have a Guinness there and I love it and there won't be anything nicer like we've put tons of pints of Guinness up on Instagram and Twitter and fucking Facebook because they're lovely and you go you're going to the, the, the Guinness is my drink in the Cove because it's a good pint of Guinness yeah uh, if I'm in Cork I'll go for a Beanish and again I don't know like this whole thing which was vaguely touched upon in the thing I was in the in the replies to this trade about is Guinness better abroad than uh, in Ireland? No, no it's cash. No, it's or is it, it is it better in Ireland it than it abroad? Well. It doesn't, it doesn't travel, travel well. But I'd argue, but 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 I'd argue that's true of most beers. Um, I don't think Carlsberg travels well. I've had Carlsberg no, Copenhagen. I, I've had Carlsberg. Yeah, Heineken. If you want a holiday thing. in Spain yeah. or Portugal like that, get the local beer. Never yeah. get anything else. Um, so there's there's my Guinness only. Like Dublin brewed Guinness is only UK and Ireland. Yeah. And yeah. whereas it, the rest is the Caribbean or yeah. Africa. And, 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 and it's actually the biggest yeah. producer of Guinness yeah. in the world. And it's, and, and it's crazy. It's, we, no, but they, they but like a lot of um, African people prefer dark beers and they don't want them cold either. Yeah. So and that's and, why they Guinness. And the the thing about it is, and a lot of the older generation prefer Guinness off the shelf than a Guinness from a cold tap or something. No, the one I always loved at Walford was you could get off the shelf, if you, if you go to proper, or you can get the cooler, but you can get off the floor as well. Off the floor is when there's a stone floor in the pub, and they leave a crate down on that. So That's it's really diff- old it's, it's 
that's proper proper woods where you very um, rarely find geez, it but I, off the floor is a thing as well I'm, I'm, I'm going to say there was um, I can't remember the name of it there was a whiplash nitro stout over winter we came into the uh, stout porter night here mm. there was a whiplash nitro stout that night I can't remember the fucking the name malt of it. one no yeah no not the malt and vanilla one no not that one that was a bit too sweet for me there was a there was a whiplash nitro stout that was fucking delicious and I absolutely loved it um, that was up there left hand nitro I think but I, I just think they're superior quality and I get 100% much in with the, the atmosphere and stuff like that I like my drinking experience I don't think is much better than Phil Ryan's sitting around the snow but that's what I'm saying coming it's, in here it's, so it's, it's your all, personal, personal it's, it's, yeah, and, and that's probably where I'm at in my life whereas like put that cannon in when everyone's in there and you're in the snow and there's a huge atmosphere going and stuff like that going point of view is can't be it um, it's, it's, it's an endless debate that you could go on Absolutely. for the week oh god I love it I know look it, it, it's a very good debate it's one that's, and I, I think the moral of the story is uh, Guinness would like to sponsor this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what I, mean, I, I think the, t- the whole kind of crux that whole conversation I mean all the points that we kind of threw into it and even Martin Casey talks about in the suite is it's about sharing it around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like Gaines is not going anywhere. No, no, it's, it's not going anywhere. No, and it never will. And yeah, but Wait, then I, also I, I there try is some different. Yeah, but then like spread money around because once one of them is doing well, then they could help the rest. Mm. Well, this, this is what I was going to say. It was it's a Robin like, situation. The modern society, capitalism, and all that. Cap- capitalism is great in a sense because it's all it is. Anyone can start a business and go in something. But at the same time, too, anyone like I just think there's room for everyone. Uh, there genuinely exactly. is room for everyone I think um, it's a bit like everything you, it's not black and white you can't just say everyone should go craft because as you've alluded to as you've alluded to not everyone can afford to go craft yeah. um, same with your grocery shopping not everyone can afford to go to RP store so you have to go to Aldi, Tesco whatever that's, that, that's more than valid and that, that's where I might have a slight issue with the shredded tweets is that like it doesn't cater for everyone no it doesn't, and and I think. Also, boils down to taste as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. just prefer Heineken. But, but mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you're wrong, but like fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's that kind of thing, right? like Grant. If you're, if, uh, you can't walk into a bar and judge someone for drinking a Guinness because it's the idea you want. No, that's a so. Terrible as far way. as I'm concerned, um, each of their own. I enjoy a good Guinness, but I enjoy a Captain's Table, a Midas, a Whiplash, Nitro Stout, a Left Hand. Uh, nitro a lot more and that's just the way I am and everyone else is different and we've all had different yeah. opinions and that's absolutely fine and thanks a million for the trade and that has been this week's Snowcast Smurf thanks a million for coming on Ollie thanks a million for coming on Owen thanks a million for co-hosting as always uh, Smurf Joseph next comedy shows and stuff um, like that I think this was going on Monday uh, there is uh, I'll let you know that I'm doing a gig this Saturday probably won't get out the time when you do release we'll, it we'll but tweet it on Facebook it yeah it'll be a monthly show in Revolution in Waterford so make sure to put on that uh, the next Rogue Comedy Club is 13th the May. 13th of May I'm actually in the Roisin Dove at the end of April on the 30th oh. Roisin so, who's yeah. in Gallup yes no way yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see you there what day is that? Uh, it's on the Tuesday night up there so I'll be I'll be there I'll be doing my thing so yeah come and see me she's so fat um, and then I've, I've loads of music and all that kind of stuff going on in between so, so like, I'm, I'm, I look it's the thing of I've said it recently I'm like the easiest man to yeah. find in Waterford so, so if you're if you're listening to this follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and we'll, we'll tag we, yeah we'll tag Sean we'll tag the third show we'll tag them all in it and uh, 
just fucking like and follow and subscribe to this stuff it's really good thanks a million for everyone come on thanks a million for the lads for sponsoring us really appreciate it John uh, fucking up Waterford up Craft Brewers up Diageo for what they do internationally for Ireland up everyone fucking enjoy the ride imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.